In today's episode, we are going to talk about taking vengeance on the enemy of this world. If you're a believer, a Christ follower, wanting to grow God's kingdom and take vengeance on the enemy's kingdom, this episode is for you. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you're doing amazing. I hope your week is going well, and I hope that you're intentionally creating something specifically that God has put on your heart to create and that you are being fruitful. Because that is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the very first command that God gave mankind to be fruitful, what that looks like, and how this plays a role into actually taking vengeance on the kingdom of this world, Satan. Because what I have found is that many Christians are walking in this feeling or this just feeling trapped and confused where they believe that God has given them a unique purpose in life, but they don't feel the freedom to operate in the truth of who they are because there's this fear of being rejected or not being enough. Where I found that they're frustrated in life because sometimes life can just feel like a zero-sum game where you, you can't simultaneously win in the key areas of life. And if you try, you end up doing everything poorly. I'm sure you've been there. I know I have where it's like I can succeed at work, but that's going to cost me my family or it's going to cost me my health, where we're just constantly trading things off one thing for another and playing this balancing act, just trying to keep things at a net zero. And a lot of them feel guilty that they're not more content or fulfilled in their life. And so you listen to podcasts like this or read books or attend events to find the right tips, hacks, tactics, strategies that will kind of bring it all together, but aren't seeing progress. But here's the reality. The reality is that you'll never improve until you stop trying to find the right behaviors for your personality and you start becoming the person God created you to be. And this is what I want to talk about today. Because to confidently walk in your true identity and pursue those things that God has put in your path, you must develop a new mindset. You must develop a new way of thinking about operating in God's kingdom and remove the beliefs that are blocking you from creating the rich, purposeful life that God promised you and that you will love. And I know this to be true because this is my story. And I'm not going to share my story with you today, but I want to talk about where we can see this in God's word and how this can play out in your life. Because the reality is salvation is not an evacuation plan. It's not an, ev an exit plan. That's a benefit. But salvation, when we walk into God's kingdom, when we become his, it's an activation plan. You're activated into your assignment. And I want to share that with you today. And I'm going to look at a verse we've talked about multiple episodes, but it's the very first command that God gave mankind. And it's Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And it says, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. So God just created mankind, and he said to them, blessed them, and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. 
have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing. So I want to break that down a little bit and talk about what does it mean to be fruitful? And when you are fruitful, what do we do about the opposition that's going to come against us so that we can continue to grow God's kingdom? So looking up just the definition of these words, that the fact that God blessed them shows that he gave them the ability to fulfill this command. And when, when it says be fruitful, so we've talked about this before, that's being, right? Uh, an apple tree or an orange tree, the only way that they can bear fruit is just by being what they are. They don't have to strive to bear fruit. They just do it by being that tree. And so when you think about this, bear fruit or bearing fruit is just reproducing after its own kind, right? An apple tree produces apples. It bears that fruit. Now, the preceding verse of verse 27 tells us that God made mankind in his image. And what's the first thing we know about God? Genesis 1.1, that he was creative. In the beginning, God created. So what we know about God is that he creates. We were made in his image. We were made to be creators. And so the fruitfulness of our life involves creating. Now, we don't create the same way God created. We don't create something out of nothing. But God has given us things on this earth to create with. He's given us desires to create, which is all for his purpose. So now let's continue to break this on. So it said, be fruitful and multiply. That word multiply means to increase. So when we're being fruitful, we're going to create. We're going to reproduce after our own kind. So creating is more than just reproducing bodies and children. It's it's creating concepts. It's creating new things. It's serving one another. It's Um, So we create out of that image. And then God said, and multiply it, like increase what we're creating. So we're supposed to create something in this world and then we're called to increase it, right? Then he said, fill the earth and subdue it. So step one is we're supposed to create, be fruitful, reproduce after what we were made of, the image of the creator. So create, fill the earth with our creation which means we need to multiply it. So multiply what we create, fill the earth with that. And then it says subdue it. And that word subdue means to tread down or to trample down. And in the noun form, so this is a word kavesh in the Hebrew, the noun form, it means footstool. So like your foot is on top of it. The verb of kavesh is kavash, which literally means to place your foot on the neck of your conquered enemy, signifying a submission of the enemy to his defeater. So here we are. God says he blessed them with the ability to create. He said, be fruitful. Reproduce after your own kind is basically what it is, which we were made in the image of God. We're reproducing after that creating. He said, multiply it. So we're supposed to increase what we create, fill the earth with what we create and subdue and trample down. So There's going to be opposition that comes against us. And we are called to place our foot on the neck of the conquered enemy, signifying that we've defeated them. So subdue the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. That's rule and reign over the earth. So God gave the earth to mankind to have dominion over it. And so you should know this to be true in the sense, and what I mean by this, you should know that whenever you have an intention to create something, 
opposition is always going to come against you. Whenever you put out your intention, there's going to be opposition that follows. And so in this first command, we're called to trample down, to tread down that opposition that's going to come against us from bearing fruit, increasing it, and filling the earth with our fruit. Because the enemy doesn't want you to walk in your purpose, walk in your assignment, because he knows that if you do, God's kingdom will grow. And he's in direct opposition to that. And I want to point out, I recently did an episode that talked about the word shalom and how in the pictures of the Hebrew language, the words, the pictures that make up the word shalom gives a definition of destroying the authority connected with chaos and confusion. And I talked about the enemy is going to bring chaos and confusion whenever you intend to go create. So we even see this idea in the Hebrew word shalom, which the definition of shalom, shalom, just like in the, if you were to go look up it in the Hebrew dictionary, it talks about wholeness, completeness. It means peace on all sides. So the way that we get peace on all sides, the way we get wholeness, the way we get completeness is by destroying the authority connected with chaos and confusion. So when, when chaos comes against us, when we're trying to bear fruit and live a life that God designed for us to live, that he promised for us to have, creating, we need to destroy the chaos that comes against that. We'll have peace on all sides. We can have wholeness. So the idea that life is just a zero-sum game, that in order to win in one area, you have to sacrifice another, that's, that's the enemy's kingdom. That's the earth-cursed system of striving. That's a survivalist mentality. Jesus came and conquered. Like we are sons and daughters of the king. We're called to have dominion. We're not survivalists anymore. Through Jesus' work on the cross, we have a new way that supersedes the striving earth curse system. We can have shalom. We can have the wholeness. We can have the peace on all sides. And it comes with walking in our assignment, bearing fruit, increasing the fruit that we have, filling the earth with our fruit and trampling down, treading down anything that comes against that. And when you think about this, our vengeance on the enemy, like this is our vengeance on the enemy is to be fruitful, to step into that unique purpose and create what God has called us to create and fill the earth with it. That's how we are going to be take vengeance on the enemy. And yet, if we fail to be fruitful, then we don't have anything to fill the earth with, to increase. If we're not intentionally creating anything, the enemy doesn't have to oppose us. There doesn't have to be an opposition. And I think so many times there are many Christians who subconsciously or consciously, I don't know, get stuck in this mindset that they're trying to just have peace or be content. And it's like settling where they are instead of seeking to grow, seeking to create, knowing that when you do that, there's going to be opposition that comes against you, that you're called and you're equipped. Because remember, it says, God bless them. You're called and equipped to trample down that opposition. And I want to share this analogy with you when it comes to being fruitful, because it requires a transformation. It requires becoming 
more. It's not, it's not about doing, doing is involved, but you have to become, and I've shared this story on the, on the show before about this village of acorns who live at the base of this oak tree and they're doing their best to be the best acorn they can be. Like that's their identity. And they're wrapped up in being an acorn. And yet one day an acorn comes and is like, points up to the oak tree and is like, this is what we can become. And they're like, man, this guy's crazy. We're acorns. They're stuck in their identity, yet they're missing the essence of their life. Because they were made to become an oak tree. And the only way an oak tree can bear fruit is to actually become the tree. The seed itself has the potential to bear fruit, but it can't reproduce unless it goes into the ground, breaks that shell of the personality and sprouts to become an oak tree that allows new acorns to sprout. So when we get stuck in this idea of our personality and we're failing to actually become who God created us to be, there's no way for us to become fruitful. And so that's why so much in the Bible, in Romans, it talks about transformation comes by the renewing of our mind. So much of the opposition that we need to trample down is the work in our mind, the beliefs that we have, because we have been raised in an earth cursed system. That's all we know where our perspective is not create. It's working to stop. We have a slave mentality. And yet we're sons and daughters of the king. So when we operate in this like slave servant mentality where we're working to stop and we're not working with purpose, we're not being fruitful. Transformation comes by the renewing of our mind. We need to take every thought captive and bring it under subjection. So the enemy is going to attack us in our thoughts. It's going to bring oppositions in our thoughts. And if we're not equipped to handle that, it becomes very difficult, if not impossible, to be fruitful. And so, so many people, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, get wrapped up in doing. What do I need to do better? And they're striving. How do I be more productive? How do I manage this? What are the new tips, hacks, strategies, tactics to manage my time better, to spend more valuable time with my kids? Like, we're, we're just interchanging things. And, and Jesus said, I came to give you life and life into the full. Shalom is peace on all sides. It's not, well, you can win at home, but that means you're going to have to sacrifice at work. Or you can be mediocre at work, at home, and in your health. But what if, what if God came and wanted to see you prosper in all areas of your life? in your relationships, in your health, in your mindset, all these things that allow you to be fruitful and create what it is he's called you to create. Because the reality is when you're, when you're in a place where you're stressed, when you have anxiety, overwhelm and doubt, you can't create. That's in an unresourceful state of mind and you lose your creative ability. So the enemy is going to suppress us with this servant mindset and we get stuck. 
And that's what perpetuates this idea in the church culture that kind of like the sweet by and by, like life is hard, but someday in heaven, it's going to be better. It's like, no, Jesus came to give you life and life into the full now. He came so that we could bring heaven to earth. Like in the Lord's prayer on earth as it is in heaven. That's the ability that we have to make it on earth as is in heaven. God wants to activate that through you, through your purpose, through creating. But when we live in the mindset that salvation is just an evacuation plan for another time in our life and life is just going to be hard and we're going to try to make it the best we can until we get to heaven, like that's a reward. Like that's an oppressive mindset. That's religion. Like the good news is that you can have hope today. You can have hope now. You can have a purpose. God created you with a unique assignment and you can go be fruitful in that assignment. So if this is resonating with you, I want you to know that I help Christians who feel restricted and stuck. They're striving to operate in their true identity and are striving to activate their purpose so that they can have more fun. They can live with more peace and enjoy the fullness of life that God offers. Yet they don't know how because they're so focused on doing Like I said, they're confused and they feel trapped where they believe God has a purpose for them, but they don't know how to operate in it. And they're frustrated because the Bible says that you can have life and life into the full. Yet it's like, man, I'm just living this zero sum game. Should I sacrifice work so I can have my family? Is that the higher value? Or if I succeed in the workplace, I can have more resources that can grow the kingdom of God. And maybe that's a higher value. And it's like, Jesus is like, yes, I came so you can have it all, so you can be fruitful, so you can create, and you can multiply your creation and fill the earth with it. And we can't fill the earth with what we're creating, one, if we're not creating anything, but two, if we don't have much creation, if we're stuck in this mindset of like, we can only do so much, like, she says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can do anything more than we hope, think, or imagine. Like this is, this is the God that we serve. And this is our identity. This is who we were made in the image of. And it starts with renewing the mind. And that's what I help believers do is renew their mind to step into that transformation that God has created them for and so they can be fruitful and take vengeance on the enemy walk in their purpose and grow god's kingdom and bring heaven to earth so if that resonates with you go to attractivelydifferent.com book a call let's connect set up a free discovery call and chat and see how coaching can help you transform and like i said be who god created you to be So hopefully you found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as get more exposure to help more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from one to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? 
I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF life purpose roadmap at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.